It was seven weeks after Jesus the Messiah was crucified and rose from the grave. Forty days he stayed with us, teaching us about God's kingdom, preparing us for what was to come. We watched as he ascended into heaven. Now we would be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. But we would not be alone, for soon he said a gift was coming. The Spirit of God would make his home in our hearts, bringing wisdom, power, and love. Then, as we were gathered on the day of Pentecost, suddenly we heard a sound like the rushing wind. Out of nowhere appeared tongues of fire descending on each of us. It was incredible to behold. We were filled with the Holy Spirit. God was preparing us because the city was filled with devout men from every nation under heaven. They gathered to hear us preach because each man could understand us in his own language and they were amazed. By the power of the Spirit, we were able to tell them the good news about Jesus Christ in their native tongues. That day, 3,000 of them repented and were baptized. None of us had ever done anything like it in our lives. The Holy Spirit is God's free gift for all who come to believe in Him. You too, by the power of the Spirit, can accomplish great things that you would never imagine yourself capable of. In the Spirit, we have hope, light, comfort, peace, love, and life. My friend, don't let this powerful gift remain dormant in your life. Listen to it, learn from it, and step out in faith. Good morning, everyone. Let's stand. Happy Pentecost Sunday. Those of you watching online, we thank you for joining us this morning. This is a beautiful, beautiful day to be praising the Lord. And we just thank him for his Holy Spirit. We thank him that we are filled with everything that we need through his Holy Spirit. The overflowing river in us. The, his very own spirit he provides to us in Acts 2 1 says when the day of Pentecost came they were all together in one place suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues, in other tongues, as the Spirit enabled them. We have a gift from God. His very own Spirit is in us, is living in us, and He comforts us. He provides everything we need to be in connection with God, to be able to praise Him. He gives us freedom. He helps us in everything, with everything we need. And we can just celebrate just that alone today. We should just celebrate on Him today. For just for provision of His Holy Spirit. Father, we just thank You for Your Holy Spirit, Lord. We thank You, Lord, that with Him we can do anything. Nothing is, is impossible, Lord. We just praise You, Lord. We just honor You this morning. Father, we just yield to your Holy Spirit this morning, Lord. We just make that connection with you this morning, Lord. And we just glorify your name, Lord, today. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. We welcome you. 
Holy Spirit, 
tasted and seen of the sweetest of love when my heart becomes free and my shame is Oh uh-huh. 
Also chose to live within your spiritual interior was made magnificent enough to be the house and temple of the Holy Spirit the presence of God that's the work of our Father in us when we, we receive salvation we have the Holy Spirit living within us. There's a change that transforms. It doesn't just renovate or improve, but it totally makes us new on the inside. So new that the Holy Spirit can come and live within us. That's the work that's been done in you and I. That's the work that he's done on the inside. You're not just improved, but you've been made new. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of Jesus. Christy, can you come this morning? Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Pastor Justin is not with us this morning, so uh, Christy will stand in proxy for him. We're just going to lay hands on Christy. And we believe that there's no distance or time in the spirit. So whatever is done here, we know that Pastor Justin receives it. Amen? As you know, those who have heard, his father went home to be with the Lord just a few days ago. And, you know, when you are a threat to the enemy, he would use anything. He'll use anything to make you feel oh, overwhelmed and to make you kind of look at the present circumstances. But we're just going to take authority over the devil right now in the name of Jesus. And we're going to forbid. This is our territory. Amen? We have authority here. <laughs> He's one of us. This family is one of ours. And so we are just going to come against the devil this morning. He's already defeated. But we are going to speak the name of Jesus and declare that Justin, we declare to him this morning that he's going to arise and shine for the glorious light of the gospel has shined on him this morning. And we're going to declare that the joy of the Lord is his strength, hallelujah. I need all the young people who call Justin pastor, who call him youth minister, to stretch your hands forth. And let's agree this morning. 
Let's agree this morning. The mighty power of God is living on the inside. And that power enables, enables, equips, it sustains, and it lifts you up right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, 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 in the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God anoints you this morning. Quickening, 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 strength, strength that you don't know where it came from. The power of God resonates on the inside of you this morning. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Pastor Justin, we call you, we call you and the gifts of God that are within you to come forth in Jesus' name. Devil, you are defeated in his life. You are defeated. You are nothing. You are absolutely nothing. You can't touch him. The blood of Jesus is against you this morning. You cannot touch him or his family. You release him. You let him go right now. You have no place, no place. We speak peace. We speak joy. Joy right now floods your heart. Floods your heart. Floods your heart. <laughs> it floods your heart. <laughs> it floods your heart. <laughs> joy unspeakable. to the name of Jesus. Do you believe it's done? Yes. <laughs> I believe that it's done in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. We believe it's done right now. Hallelujah. Ever been to a Cape Verdean funeral? Then you know how much joy he needs right now. <laughs> yeah? The Cape Verdeans are like, mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll drain you. But we thank God for his power that's alive in us. Amen? His power is alive in us, and it's not just for the good days. It's for the hard days. We don't need power when we're just sitting with our feet up doing nothing. He gave us power for a reason. Amen? It's to get through these times like this. It's to get through when the enemy thinks, ha-ha, you think you're doing this for me? Guess what? Here comes this your way, those obstacles. I was never good at running track, ever. Then they made it worse by putting those hurdles in my path. I'm like, what's this? 
I'm only 4'9 at that time. What are these things? They're as tall as I am. And so I'd try to run around them. They're like, oh no, you got to run over them. Right, right. And so I did. I ran right through them, knocked them down. <laughs> I didn't jump over them. What? <laughs> I, don't, I can't get up that high. So the devil will throw one of those in now and again. And he'll do it with people. He'll do it with your past. He'll do it with anything he can. Circumstances, hard times. But you know what? We have been endued with power from on high to stay focused to our mission and to align with the Word of God and to be successful and to overcome. Yes. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Say, I am an overcomer. I overcome today by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. I go free today, free from poverty, free from sickness, free from my past, free from addiction, free from strife, free from confusion, free from oppression, free from depression, free, totally free in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Tell someone beside you this morning before you're seated. Tell them they're free. Thank you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Free. Hallelujah. Free, free, free. Good morning, church. Good morning. Um, last time I was up here, I touched briefly on Malachi 3.10 and 11, it, the benefits of tithing. So today I'm just going to pick up from there. I'm going to continue talking about the benefits of tithing. Um, I believe that when we tithe, we get into, we get into a partnership with that Heavenly Father. So I'm going to read Malachi 3.10 and 11. It says, bring all your tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's army, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to test your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's army. I believe in this. I know that God is not a man that he shall lie. Thank you, Jesus. But it says, I'll open the windows of heaven for you. I'll pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. That's one benefit. And another one is, is he said, your crops will be abundant, and I will guard them from insects and disease. I'm also going to read Proverbs 9 and 10. It says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruit of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vest will be bursting with wine. 
Thank you, Jesus. So let's all stand up this morning and honor God with our tithes and offering. Let's read our confession. Ready? Read. Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is pouring out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commission, settlements, in-state and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts de la banish, royalty received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, our lands, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our hands great big seed, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvest an angel, go get it, and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Come on up. Bring your uh, tithes and offerings. You are presenting it to God this morning. Amen. Mr. Donnie, while you're here, stay here. <laughs> Glory to God. Bless the Lord. We don't have to give. We get to give. Amen? Do you need to grab something? Oh, you're good. How you all doing? Um, today I wanted to show you um, how grateful God been been um, with me ever since I got my car. Uh, <laughs> he didn't really show like, like the month and the year and stuff. So when I first got my car, that's how much um, I was paying 14000 and then um, that's basically, I'll, uh, I'm paying three eighteen monthly, and then I supposedly owe 3000 3, something dollars, so, um, so uh, <laughs> and then next month, I will finish pay for it, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> And um, so uh, ever since like uh, like God showed me how much I need to give, and then I've been like prayerfully giver, and then I just miracle been happen, and then I received like the first time I give the amount He told me, and then on Tuesday I received three times, <laughs> I received three times more, <laughs> so. I thought it was my check when I asked everyone at work, did everyone get paid? <laughs> they was like, no. And then I keep it quiet because I don't want everyone. <laughs> so, and then when I look for Friday, I saw I'm getting my next check. So it was a blessing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> when we're faithful... To do what he tells us to do. He's, he said, I, I kept it quiet. <laughs> I went to, I'd be running out of work that day, okay? <laughs> don't, don't, don't.
don't find out. That's awesome. When, and he's showing us his bank account. Uh, that's awesome. He's going to pay it off. He was obedient to God. He said God told him a specific number, more than what he was normally giving. God told him a number, and he's been faithful to give it. But look at the first week he gave it. <laughs> he gave it. And then miracle happened. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're having miracles. Hallelujah. With our roof payment. Amen. So we got 1308. This is part of our balloon payment. And then what came in? So that number is just going down. That 8,000 was 17,000 about what? Two months ago. <laughs> so it's coming down in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for your faithful giving. Children, you may be dismissed this morning. Kids had a great time yesterday. I'm told there was lots of kids here. If you drove by the property, <laughs> there were a lot of kids present and a lot of help for the kids. And so I think, I don't know who had more fun, the adults or the kids. <laughs> and so there was a bounce house out here. There were all kinds of things going on. And uh, they had a wonderful time. Always good when kids of like precious faith can get together, amen? Just like us ladies, we had a good time yesterday. Thank you to Donna and Miss Patty for putting that together for us, hosting such a delightful time together. I got some jewelry and uh, a nice dress, and I saw some folks got a purse. We had a fashion swap, so it was a fun time. We had a good time. Some good food. I ate my M&Ms last night, but I saved some for today. I exercised self-control and told it that it was not going to have control over me. Then I saw Patty putting away the big thing of M&M's. I'm like, I should have took more. <laughs> she goes, do you want more? I'm like, no, I'll leave some for other people. And she takes out this big old thing. I'm like, shoot, I could not have that in my house. <laughs> that would not be a good thing for me. <laughs> I know where my uh, limits are. <laughs> I couldn't bring that thing home with me. It, I'd be in trouble. Y'all would be seeing me, I'd probably be red one day, orange the next, green the next, whatever color, blue, whatever color is in the M&M. <laughs> All right, it's Pentecost Sunday. Woo! We're talking about the second work of grace this morning. Thank you to the praise team, the worship team, for doing such a wonderful job this morning of just setting the atmosphere for God to to speak and to move and for our hearts to be open. Amen. You know, worship is not just a time that we just come together and we just, you know, oh, we got to fill in the space. No, it's tilling the soil of our hearts. So we are open. And all that junk that was there is just rooted up and out. So we are free to hear from God and to, 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 to align with whatever he wants to do. And so Pentecost Sunday is celebrated on the second Sunday uh, the seventh Sunday after Easter, and it's a day that we commemorate the descent of the Holy Spirit and also the birth of the Christian church, or we call it back in the day the early church. Uh, now to understand what really happened on the day of Pentecost, we need to look at the events that transpired before and after. So let's go quickly to John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm reading this out of the God's Word translation. It says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper who will be with you. Him, You know him because he lives with you and will be in you. We know this is Jesus talking. 
He is preparing his disciples, telling him that his time with them is coming to an end. He is telling them that when he returns to the Father, he will ask him to send another helper, one who will be with them forever. And he introduces them to the person of the Holy Spirit. Three times in this verse, or in, in actually in this verse, in John chapter 15 and verse 26, and then in John chapter 16 and 13, those are the other two instances, Jesus wanted his disciples to know that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. What they heard when they heard the spirit of truth, they heard this is someone who would never mislead or misguide us. This word truth is translated as faithful, sure, stable, and firm, as opposed to something that is unreliable and uncertain. It depicts someone who uncovers truth, Holy Spirit. Remember, Jesus is talking to people who have been with him for three years, learning from him, growing in their trust and building relationship with him. Now, he's telling them, I'm going away. He's breaking up the party. I'm going away. But he's telling them, someone's coming. He's telling them, change is coming. How many of you love change? <laughs> oh, just one person, two, maybe two. <laughs> yeah, nobody loves change. Especially if the change is not initiated by you. I love change if I initiate the change in my life. Now, if you initiate the change for me, I don't love it all the time. I'm going to adapt. I'm going to go with it. But I may not love it. It takes me about three weeks. It takes most people. I've been in positions where I've trained individuals on software, on how to use phones, changing from one uh, platform to another, iOS to Android, Android to iOS. I tell them, give yourself three weeks, the average person. Now, if you think you're below average, it's going to take you a little longer. Three weeks, <laughs> and you'll forget how you were doing it before. Three weeks, at least three weeks. Uh, and that's something that we always say in the training world. Just three weeks, take, take the time, really lean in, press in. But change is not fun unless we initiate it, and it's change that we like. Change is never fun. And so the disciples are ready to experience, but we've done this in the morning, this in the afternoon. We've traveled with you. We ate with you. You were here. Every time we turned around and needed a miracle, when it was stormy, we knew we could get you, wake you up. You, we could count on you. When there's a dead person, we could call you. you what's happening? And so Jesus is preparing them for this change that's coming. They've built this trust and relationship with him. And to help them navigate this change, Jesus tells his disciples that the Father is going to send the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, who is reliable, sure, faithful, stable, and will never hide the truth from them or lead them in the wrong direction. He assures them that they can trust the one who comes after him because he is the spirit of truth who will never lead them astray. John 20 takes place after Jesus died and rose again. His disciples, they're still trying to wrap their heads around what happened, and they are in fear that they will be blamed for Jesus' body that went missing. 
Jesus told them numerous times in parables and then plainly what was going to happen and that on the third day he would raise again. But it's just so hard for the mind to conceive. <laughs> some believe, some want to believe, some doubt. We know one who they make sure we know they doubt it. They are hiding out because of fear and then Jesus shows up. Look at John 20, verse 19 to 22. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Hallelujah. So Jesus said to them, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. This is a very important event in the Bible. This is the moment when the Holy Spirit comes into the disciples and they are born again. They are the first people to become born again and to be sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise that it talks about in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 12. This is the first occurrence of that. You'll remember in John 20, like we just read in John 20, 21, Jesus greets the disciples by saying, peace to you. Peace always accompanies salvation. Peace always accompanies salvation. When you become saved or born again, the enmity or opposition between you and God comes to an end. And now you are at peace with him. Amen? Amen? Peace always accompanies. Something else that happens, I just talked about it, I got ahead of myself, but your spiritual interior changes. It's not just renovated. But 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? Our spiritual interior is made so magnificent that God wants to come and live in you. When we become born again, we are made new. Amen? Glory to God. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that. We're a new creation, created in Christ Jesus. So the disciples have received the first work of grace. We see here in John chapter 20. They are born again. They have received peace. And the Holy Spirit has entered them. Stay with me. We're getting to the day of Pentecost. Now let's go to Luke chapter 24 and verse 49. This is Luke's account of what we read in John chapter 20. Jesus said, in verse 49 of Luke 24, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry you in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. So here Jesus says, Behold, I've got something very exciting to tell you, so pay attention. He gives them instructions, telling them, that they need to go and stay in the city of Jerusalem until the Spirit comes upon them and endues them 
with power. Remember, they are fearful. <laughs> they are hiding at that moment. And he's giving them instruction to go to Jerusalem and wait. They received peace just a few moments before. And so guess what? Peace in you allows you to just be still and to just wait and to do what God has told them to do. So Jesus is telling them there's another event that they need to experience that comes after salvation. We call this the second work of grace. They are going to encounter the baptism of the Holy Spirit and power. The word endued that Jesus used here in Luke 24, 49 is powerful. In Greek, it's enduo, which means to put on a garment or a piece of clothing. It describes someone who is so comfortable in that garment that he sinks or settles into it. He becomes at ease in it. When we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we are supposed to sink into it and let it become our new clothing. Hallelujah. In this passage, it means to be clothed or dressed with power. Dunamis or dunamis. This word describes explosive superhuman power that comes with enormous energy, which produces extraordinary and unparalleled results. <laughs> Miraculous manifestations. It describes a supernatural force of nature. We are supposed to become so familiar and comfortable in the power of God. Hallelujah. Let's keep going. We're getting close. Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. Being assembled together with them, he, Jesus, commanded them not to depart. Now they're in Jerusalem but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now look at Acts 1.8. Jesus is still talking. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Jesus' disciples were, were saved and received the Holy Spirit in John 20, but now Jesus is telling them that the Holy Spirit is going to come on them. This is a different work. Now we said that peace always accompanies salvation, and it's an internal peace that comes from within, and we see in Philippians 4, 7, it says that it settles our hearts and our minds. It's an internal peace, and it's for us. That peace is to help us. Well, power accompanies the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit and power comes on us, it's not just for us personally. But it comes on us so we can be a witness for Jesus and minister to others. That's what the second work of grace is all about. Glory to God. So here is what the disciples hear as Jesus is talking to them in Acts chapter 1, verse 4 to 8. He says, stay in Jerusalem 
until you receive or take this second work of grace, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and get real comfortable and familiar with it. Settle it, settle into it, and let it become your new clothing. And you will become a supernatural force of nature all over this earth. And you will see miraculous manifestations and unparalleled results. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now Acts chapter 1 and verse 14. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. It names the disciples and Mary, the mother of Jesus, other followers of Jesus. And it says they continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. They were not playing Monopoly. They weren't playing horseshoes. They were in that room for a purpose. Hallelujah. The phrase one accord in Greeks, Greek denotes the unity of a group and means with the same emotion, same passion, same desire, and same mind. So they were there for one purpose, and it was to receive what Jesus had promised before he left. So Acts chapter 2. Now this is about 10 days in from when Jesus was risen. They are in the upper room, or when Jesus appeared to them, sorry, and was ascended. They are in the upper room, which is actually the home of a very well-to-do woman named Mary. Not the mother of Jesus, but another Mary. Mary's a good name to have. <laughs> There's a lot of good Marys. Mine's close. I mean, you know, people call me Mary. <laughs> but <laughs> so they were there in this home, 120 people gathered in this woman's upper room. It's her living room. Let's read Acts 2, verse 1 to 4. Here we go. When the day of Pentecost, which means 50th, because it's the 50th day of the festival of weeks, which is also known as the festival of harvest, had fully come, they were all accord in one place. And suddenly or unexpectedly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Not just the upper room. The whole house was filled with this sound and movement right out of heaven. Remember, it doesn't say it was a wind. It said it sounded like a wind. And it produced the effects that a wind would make. The Greek describes it as a deafening roar of the sea. Like a sonic boom. Then there appeared, verse 3, to them, divided tongues, a flame-like appearance. That's what that means. As a fire, which represents the presence of God, and sat upon each of them. And they were all, everyone, no one was excluded, filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak. They received the ability to speak or converse with other tongues, a language they were not familiar with, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Glory to God. Acts chapter 2, 5 even says that people heard them, and uh, that people, other people not in the upper room heard this sound as well. Now notice something. If you read further down, 
all of a sudden they ended up in the streets and other people started hearing them. Prior to this encounter in Acts chapter 2, they were spending a lot of times indoors, <laughs> hiding. They spent a lot of time indoors, and then Jesus told them, wait. And so they decided the waiting was going to happen inside <laughs> because that's the safest place for it to happen. So they waited inside. So they were indoors. Some of the disciples, if you read after Jesus raised from the dead, he found them doing what? Back to fishing, away from people, away from their mission that Jesus told them, lay down your nets, follow me, I will make you a fisher of men. Back to fishing, away from the very people he sent them to talk to. Prior to this encounter in Acts chapter 2. <laughs> but... Something changed. Something changed. Look what happened after they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. The first evidence of it was that they spoke in tongues. The second is that they ended up on the street. They came out of hiding. They came out filled with the Holy Spirit, settled into his power, boldly speaking in tongues. The locals heard them speaking in their own dialects. Now, they were not speaking other foreign languages. They were speaking a language that was unfamiliar to them. But the locals, remember, he told them, you'll be baptized, and now you're going to see unparalleled events, miraculous manifestations. Well, here's one. They were talking to them, in tongues, they were just praising the Lord in tongues, and each person heard it in their own foreign language. There was interpretation that took place, miraculous interpretation. Hallelujah. They were filled with power, and the early church was birthed right there. Hallelujah. They were filled. You can read through the book of Acts to see all of the marvelous supernatural miracles that occurred by the power of the Holy Spirit through each of these individuals, through the followers of Jesus, the very ones who ran from him when he was arrested, the very ones who denied him <laughs> because they were afraid of what might happen to them, even after witnessing that death couldn't stop him. They were not the same when they came out of that upper room. Jesus said in Acts 1.8 that they would be witnesses not only in Jerusalem, but in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. It started right here after they were baptized with the Holy Ghost. My friends, there's nothing like salvation. Peace comes as a result because we know we are rescued from hell. And now we have the hope of heaven. We are no longer strangers or outsiders, but we are brought into covenant and we are joint heirs with Jesus. Oh, but the Father wants us to have even more. I urge you, don't just stop at salvation. To accomplish anything significant for God, to make an eternal impact 
on the life of someone else, to stand up in the face of opposition and persecution, to become a supernatural force on this earth, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the power that he brings. Amen? You need the empowerment, that explosive superhuman power that comes with enormous energy, hallelujah, which produces extraordinary and unparalleled results in your life and the lives of those around you. When you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, people will see a difference. It will change you. If you've never experienced this second work of grace, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's available to anyone who would ask. Anyone. I don't want you to miss this opportunity. It's a blessing. It's been a blessing in my life. It's changed my life. And it continues to change my life. Hallelujah. This could be the very thing that you're missing in your life. It could change everything for you. You know, I talked about getting comfortable. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you get comfortable in that, when you get comfortable and settle into it, you start getting real uncomfortable with sin in your life. It starts to bother you. It starts to bother you. The things that you used to do, and if you continue to do it when you get saved, because, you know, there's sanctification. <laughs> there's, there's all of that. that we say a lot of times, oh, they're saved, but they ain't sanctified yet. <laughs> Why? Because we see the fruit. We're just looking at the fruit. God sees the heart, but we see the fruit of people's lives. Amen? And so when you get comfortable in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you then start getting uncomfortable with sin. You can't practice it for very long. The Holy Spirit's so good at helping us get over that. And so uh, it's very easy to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we said the initial evidence of it, the first evidence that you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit is tongues. And we can spend a whole lot of time talking about tongues. We, can, we have in the past and we'll, we will in the future. But today I'm not going to do that. Today what I want you to do is put aside everything you've ever heard about tongues. And just listen to the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, who is already in you, who will never mislead you. He will never misguide you. He will uncover all truth for you. Listen to him and let him bring peace in your heart concerning tongues and a desire in your heart for the next step. Because it's the next step. Once you get saved, you've done an awesome thing. Those listening to me online, if you are saved, you've done an amazing thing. But there's more. And I don't know about you, but I want all that God has for me. And so the second step for you is to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and to receive your gift that he bought and paid for. Don't leave anything on the table. Don't leave it on the table. You receive it this morning. Hallelujah. 
So we're going to pray, and I want to ensure that everyone here and everyone watching is saved first. So let's do that together. If you would, just close your eyes for me. Those watching online, do the same and just repeat after me. Say, God in heaven, I believe that Jesus is your son, that he died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I repent of all my sins. I receive my cleansing now. Come into my heart, live in me, and make me a brand new person. I am now born again. I'm going to heaven, and I receive the Holy Spirit. Okay, now you've prayed that prayer. If this is the first time that you've prayed that prayer, you are now saved, and heaven is rejoicing over you. So we're going to rejoice with them. Come on. Hallelujah. Nothing more glorious than when someone comes to the Lord. It says the angels, they stop what they're doing. The music stops in heaven. <laughs> like when they, in the movies, when they walk into a bar and it's not, they don't belong there and everything stops. <laughs> the guy on the piano stops. Everybody looks around. Everything stops. And then the party starts for you, <laughs> for you, because you made the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. You invested in your future. Amen? All right, so now, now let's take the next step. It's as easy as what we just did. We complicate things. It's so easy. So the next step is to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So let's do it. Close your eyes. Now you're saved. God is now your father. So let's go before him. Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I want to be baptized with your Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Your word says that I can have it, and I believe what you have said. I receive this gift by faith in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, that I am baptized with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues right now. Glory. Now let's stand together. Right this very moment, you have been given the ability to converse in other tongues. The ability has been given to you. And so now there's something you have to do. And that is the same thing you had to do to receive salvation. God did everything. Sent his son Jesus. He was crucified. He did everything. He rose again. But he cannot pray the prayer for you. You have to pray the prayer. And so this morning, if you're watching, those who are here, if you've never been baptized with the Holy Spirit, if you've never spoken in tongues, we are going to, you just received the ability to do it. And so we're going to do it together. Those who have been doing it, we're going to do it together and we're going to encourage those who have not. All you must do is open your mouth. You'll just look to your inside. I like to put my hands here because it reminds me that it's not coming from here. If I do this, I'm going to be thinking, oh, I'm speaking from here. No, I'm speaking from here. 
The same Holy Spirit who helps me to pray to my Father in my understanding will help me to pray to my Father in other tongues, okay? And so just put your hands here if you need to to remind yourself this is where it's coming from and just begin to open your mouths. Don't speak a language that's familiar to you. Speak a language, speak words that's not familiar to you. When a child first begins to speak, mama is not familiar to him. He mumbles around, and someone says, oh, he said mama. No, he didn't. He said gibberish. That's what we're doing. It's a new language. Nothing to be embarrassed about. It's when you open your mouth to speak, the Holy Spirit is helping you. You are working in partnership with him. And then let him, let him help you. Let him help you. So this morning, take a deep breath. And let's begin to pray in tongues. If you've never done it before, just begin. Come on. Just begin to just make words and sounds. La, 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 la. Lo rabasi karamandora mandina. Ondora mosi andola broste lebrena mandora boko. Ma, 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 ma. Zodida baduda ashtele bragasto. Ma, 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 ma. Ontoro bosita. Mandalambra goste libra boso. Mondalabra keshena maroto. Mindranda namasito. Manga, manga, manga. Nosukona andalagrostu. All right, let's stop. Because here's the thing a lot of people think. Well, I don't feel anything. It must have not have worked. Well, it won't work if you don't open your mouth, first of all. <laughs> but uh, if you open your mouth to speak and sounds are coming out that are unfamiliar to you, you got it. But here's the thing. He's not just going to come over, barrel over you, and <laughs> make you do it. You have the ability to start and stop anytime you want to. So when you want to engage with him, just start speaking again. Let's do it again. Oto robosika la brando robosita. Ando lo coronosti in robosoto. Andele reando robosi ando robogi and robosto. Ingresta rabasuto. Ando lo cosita. Onda rabandi ando lo cosundra. En rabosta. Ingradasta lo brogosta. Mandalo brosi, mandrosi, mandrosi. Mandalo brostolo bracastele bresa. Glory to God. If it's in the Bible, I want it. If it's in the Word of God, you want it, right? So every moment, every day, you have the opportunity to engage with Him. And so don't just stop here in church, at home. This is, this is a way, I tell you, tongues have really helped me. It has really helped me because when I don't know what to pray again, my English language is limited. <laughs> I write down all my notes because I, I'm, I have to look things up and look up words and things so it makes sense to this little head. And so when I say it, I want it to come out right. And so I look at my notes. I'm that way. Sometimes I'll go off of them, but then, you know, I'm limited to my language. But, man, if I could stay here and rumble it all and say it all in tongues. It's an unlimited language. You tap into more. You tap into a language of heaven. And it's an amazing language. And, and you settle into the power that you've been endued with. You've been given dunamis. You've been given this power. 
that can produce unparalleled results in your life. We have an edge, believers. <laughs> People in the world trying to go do things, trying to climb up that ladder, trying to be successful. You and I have an edge. <laughs> and he's the Holy Spirit and his power. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. And so we thank God, amen, for the day of Pentecost. It did affect us, right? Yeah. It did affect us. We were affected on that day. And so I'm grateful for the day of Pentecost. Thank now, I have these books here called Why Tongues? Because let me tell you what's going to happen. Those who are watching, those who are here, if this is the first time you've ever spoken in tongues, the minute you step foot out that door, the minute you hit end video on this video, the devil is going to come to you and he's going to say, what in the world did you just do? You are one of them crazy people now. They got you. <laughs> they got you. No, he, this, the reason why he does that is the same reason why he comes against us with anything else. He doesn't want you to have all that God wants for you. And so if the devil is going to come to me and tell me that, guess what? I already know he's the father of all lies. And so you know there's something in it that you need to tap into and get greater knowledge in. Amen? So this little book, it's a tiny little book, easy read. It's called Why Tongues. It has verses in there as to why we pray in tongues. I'm going to be standing at the back door as you go this morning. If you would like a copy of this book, I'm just going to hand it to you. And please just read it. Just read it and, and just grow in your knowledge and understanding. If you are just new to speaking in tongues, it will be a blessing to you. Amen. Those of you who are watching online, if you would like a copy of this book, we'd love to send it to you. Just message us or type in comments that I want that book. We'll get in touch with you and we'll get your address. Amen. We'll send it to you. Father, we thank you for the precious Holy Spirit. We thank you that you sent it to us. Holy Spirit, thank you for your ministry in our lives. Every day you do amazing things, and we're so grateful to you. We trust you because we know that you'll never mislead us or misguide us. We thank you that you are uncovering the truth to us at all times. We thank you that you point us to Jesus and to our Father, and that with you and through your mighty power, much will be accomplished through the local church. We thank you that this was the beginning, the birth of your church, and we thank you that we are the church of the living God, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. In Jesus' name, we go forth in miraculous superhuman power. In Jesus' name, we thank you that this is the year of the local church. Hallelujah. We thank you that we walk in victory this year in every area of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.